What's up everyone, here we are again for another episode of the Justin Insight Podcast. As always, my name is Tim Backbeck. I'm a writer, I'm a lover of films, music and wrestling. But most importantly of all, I'm your body and vehicle through this podcast. Right, so uh, right off the bat, uh, I just want to say, if you notice there's any difference with the sound in this week's episode, um, it's because I'm using different equipment. Um, I've invested a little bit of money in a new microphone, which I'm talking through right now, um, to do future interviews over Skype and things, just to make it a bit more clearer than uh, the little microphone that I was using before. Um, I also bought a new recorder for when I'm sort of out and about doing interviews which uh, is a kind of uh, a studio recorder so it's it's hard to describe but it's, it's better quality than the one that I was using um, so hopefully the sound should be a lot clearer um, and a lot cleaner so that's the plan anyway whether it comes out that way we'll wait and see <laughs> otherwise I've just wasted a, a bit of money but oh well it doesn't matter I'm enjoying doing this podcast so I thought if I'm going to keep trying putting it out every week I might as well invest a bit of money in it um but that aside, uh, just a brief sort of review of, of my week in passing. Um, and I've kind of been back on, on the writing side of things, which I'm I'm really happy about. Obviously, due to the stresses of work, I just didn't have a t- enough time to kind of do other writing endeavours of the, the sort of things that I really enjoy. Obviously, thankfully, I still had time to do this, but otherwise my, my life was kind of captivated by work. But um, I recently did uh, an interview with Single Mothers, about their new record, um, Our Pleasures, which was done for Already Heard. Um, so that's already up on their website, so you can go check that out over at alreadyheard.com. Uh, also did an interview with the awesome Roswell Kid. I love that band. I saw them uh, support the Hotelier uh, tail end of last year, and they were just blew me away. Like, I wasn't expecting what, what came out of them at all, and since I've just been kind of a bit obsessed with them. So that was really cool. Um, Hopefully that should be on the site by the time this episode goes out as well. So again, alreadyheard.com, uh, have a little little read of that. Um, also, I got to interview Ring of Honor and uh, New Japan wrestling star Jay White ahead of the ROH Best in the World show, which happened uh, on Friday night um, for the Steel Chair magazine. Um, so you can go read that over at uh, vulturehound.com, which is their kind of sister publication. Um, spoiler alert, Jay's faction, Search and Destroy, uh, came out on top of the pay-per-view. So kind of worked out nicely with the timing of the interview and the pay-per-view and everything. But yeah, Jay was he was a really nice guy. It was quite, quite a weird link between the two of us. Obviously, me living in Portsmouth and he came and uh, trained here when he first moved over, well, from New Zealand to Guernsey and then Guernsey to, to Portsmouth. So he considers Portsmouth his home, as do I, which is pretty cool. Um, the other little bit of uh, writing I did this week was a bit more spontaneous uh, and was about the new Netflix series, Glow. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend it because I absolutely loved it. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant series. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's just really good. I'm not really one for binge watching, but... I watched all 10 episodes uh, in the space of a weekend. Uh, Mark Maron, who I absolutely love, he was brilliant in it. Um, and surprisingly, Kate Nash, who was was a bit of a surprise in it, she was really good as well. Um, and there's a lot of little nods towards the wrestling industry in it as well. So yeah, I just thought it was absolutely great. Um, as I mentioned, blitzed through it in the weekend. I loved it so much, I wanted to do a review of it. So I spoke to my editor over at Vulturehound and he was like, yep, yeah, go for it. So uh did a little review of it and hopefully by the time 
this goes up live because uh, I'm recording this on a Sunday evening and obviously the podcast comes out on Tuesday but hopefully that review will be up on vultchannel.com as well uh, but the big highlight of my week uh, was getting to see Cradle of Filth in my hometown which was just I can't believe I've even just kind of said that sentence but hey that's something that I never thought would happen um, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm the world's biggest Cradle of Filth fan because I'm not by any means um, but I, c- I couldn't pass up the opportunity to go see them um, and they were absolutely awesome such a, a good show like you see them do on all the festival shows and stuff and they've got all these big props and things but obviously this was a, a warm-up show and it was in a more intimate setting so they only had a uh, uh, a visual backdrop but it was still like the the guitarists were going around doing their thing the drummer was absolutely nuts um, and for 43 years old, Danny Filth has still got a pair of lungs on him. It was just, yeah, really, really, really good. I really enjoyed myself. So, yeah, that kind of topped up a, a pretty good week for me, considering all the shit that's been going on uh, with me recently. So it was nice to kind of get back to a bit of normality in a way. But anyway, we'll get on to this week's episode. Um, and I finally have a wrestler on. Um Hopefully you'll be the first of many, but this is not just any wrestler. This is the gnarly, gnarliest wrestler of them all, uh, Chuck Mambo. I caught up with Chuck ahead of the debut Riptide Wrestling Show down in Brighton. Um, it was really cool to sit down with him, discuss his views on, on wrestling, uh, and, and kind of his attitude to it, because he, he comes across, obviously, his character is sort of like surfer dude, but that's kind of him. He's just really chilled back, chilled back, laid back, um, and yeah, he just kind of takes every opportunity that's presented with him with both hands, and that's, I think that's the best way to be, rather than sort of going through the politics of everything. But yeah, really nice to uh, to sit down with Chuck, and I'm glad that he's kind of the first wrestler I, that I've got on this show because I don't think I could have had a, a more perfect guest, to be totally honest. So please sit back, enjoy my little chat with Chet Mumbo, uh, and I'll see you on the other side. Gnarliest wrestler of all, Chuck Mambo, who is currently blowing up a, a beach ball, which is, I think, kind of goes with his character. Um, but yeah, once, once you've kind of got, got your breath, Chuck, how's it going? What's happening, wrestling fans? Yeah, really good, man. Down in Brighton, looking forward to the debut Riptide show. Should be cool. Um, Psyched. Obviously, you're in a six man tag today mm-hmm. with uh, Kid Lion, Ashley Dunn against CCK and Kip Saban. Yeah. Um, have you? teamed or wrestled any of those guys before? Uh, me and Lion Kid had a match for the wrestling league okay. not too long ago. That was good fun. Yeah. Um, everyone else, I don't think I've wrestled before, so a lot to look forward to. Because yeah. <laughs> well, I think from my perspective, you being a guy of six foot two, Chris Brooks being a guy of six foot whatever the hell he is, <laughs> pretty high. Yeah, that would be quite an interesting combat for, for me as a fantasy. Oh, you, yeah, two, yeah. you two guys being quite tall, me being a tall guy as well. So uh-huh. yeah, um, obviously the show is called Just an Insight. So we like to kind of get an insight into a bit more of the personality of things as well as kind of the wrestling side of things okay, as well. Okay, cool. Um, so obviously 
grew up in in Newquay. Uh -huh. um, was there much of a, a wrestling scene there? Um, there is a fair bit going on in Newquay, actually. I think uh, there was a good luck, but just because I was caught up with surfing and being <laughs> yeah. a teenager and do, you know doing teenage things, I didn't really give it my all uh, first time around. Yeah, so I yeah. trained a little bit when I was a teenager, um, and like they were great schools that I was going to, but it was just I wasn't really able to focus on anything for yeah, more than yeah. like 10 seconds at a time. <laughs> That's uh, but then when I was 20, I'd moved to uh, London for uni and like just really luckily I found the Projo and it was over yeah. like five days a week and it was like half an hour away so I got to oh, train okay, like five times a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, I was just more ready to focus at that point. Yeah, so yeah. Before I had been more surfing and just goofing around. <laughs> but like now, like as much as I love wrestling and it's really fun, like I do train pretty hard yeah, to yeah. be so where I am. What, what did you do at uni? Um, I started off doing a drama degree. Uh, doing a drama degree? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. And it I guess it like, kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, in I guess, yeah. <laughs> I think my brother said I should do it because he just kept hearing me doing promos all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then, then what happened? Oh yeah, it was like loads of like wanky Japanese interpretive dance and stuff. Oh, okay. Which like enough. weirdly I'm really good at, but I didn't really enjoy very much. Uh, so then I switched to an anthropology degree. Which oh, okay. was like, it was basically just like a three years of stoner talk like oh <laughs> these guys over here do this and i think that's pretty sweet but some people think it's not very sweet <laughs> but with more academic words <laughs> um so how long have you actually been a professional wrestler do, do, doing it kind of every weekend and so on and so forth um what i guess the first match i had would have been the first endeavor so that was like september 2013 I okay think. yeah i think that sounds about right and then like Obviously, it comes in like ebbs and flows. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. you're super, super, super busy, and like you can't even think about anything else. And then sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like last week, um, I was just in a field in the middle of nowhere with some mates. Oh, nice! Although actually, <laughs> wildly, that was the weekend that I, some people wanted me in Italy, and I wanted to do Battle Pro as well. But I'd already told my yeah, friend yeah. that we'd be going and doing his. Uh, I believe it's called a stag do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like I guess for like the last year and a bit, I've like not had a real job because yeah, I've yeah. just been trying to do whatever I have to do to pay bills, but yeah, yeah. wrestling. So I guess for the last year and a half, I've been sort cool. of taking it as a pro. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously you're one of the the kind of, I guess the first wave of like Projo kind of yeah, guys that kind yeah. of came out. Obviously yourself, Jack Sexsmith, yeah. uh, Roy Johnson, Sebastian, kind of that kind of group. Yeah, Pasta. Um, oh yeah, of course, Moza. how can yeah. I forget? Um, but one thing that I've has always kind of intrigued me as a fan, like for you training, what was it like taking that first bump? Like, were you kind of, did you go into it thinking, oh, this would be quite easy? Or, or when you hit that first mat, the mat for the first time, you're like, fucking hell, this is quite well, hard. I, like, I was so young the first time around, like when I was getting the basics down. Yeah. I can't like, I don't have some cool story about like, oh, my <laughs> first bump, it was so painful. It was yeah. the moment of my life. But like, um, no, I was super young. So it was kind of, by the time I came to the Projo, I had like basic tech and stuff down. Yeah. And I, like bumps and things are fine for me like i'm only 24 my back kind of sucks already <laughs> so i'm starting to wonder but um when i came to london i didn't find progress to start with so i was just doing amateur wrestling in oh, lewisham okay. yeah um so that was like a different kind of thing but also you're still like getting thrown around and yeah still yeah of to, course like, break falls all the time yeah. and stuff. so like body wise um it's by the time I got to the project, I think I was ready to start thinking about like the psychology of wrestling yeah, yeah. and like where I wanted to go as a performer rather than like the mechanics of stuff. Yeah. Uh, although there was like 
I think six months in, I just forgot I had to do flip bumps. <laughs> like, I just forgot. And I couldn't do it. But like, I had to just, like, practice and practice on the crash mat like a child. Um, so that was really weird. But it came back, so... <laughs> just a bit of your mind just kind of went all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. Um, so I guess... Because you have to get your bo- your head to believe and your body to believe that you'll be safe. Like, yeah, of course. So I guess yeah. you're getting your body to believe your head, really, because your yeah. head knows what it's doing. I guess because if you kind of, I don't know, tense up or something, it's going to make Everything the sucks more yeah, if you don't yeah. disconnect. Yeah. That was one of the things Jimmy taught me, actually. Like, yeah. Every, like, it won't always be safe, but it's way more likely to work out if you discommit yeah, with yeah. anything. So. Well, I think... Jimmy's a cover-up for himself. I'm fully committed to things, isn't he? Yeah, maybe he committed too much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, talking of Jimmy, something that I wanted to, to bring up, ironically, I was just kind of watching last night because I think they're hilarious, but the Whiskey with Mambo kind of oh, series. Hey. Um, how did that kind of come about? Was it just something that you kind of thought of and then it just kind of um, spit Yeah, well, I just, I wasn't on very many shows. <laughs> and I thought, oh, maybe it would be cool if I tried to uh, ride social media. Yeah, yeah. Which is not my natural forte, <laughs> as I'm sure you can tell by the thing. Um, but I'd watched, like, um, Zach Galifianakis between two oh, fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'd planned out this thing that in my head it was going to be really funny. Like, we'd be in silence for, like, two minutes and then I'd ask Jimmy awkward questions and it would be, like, a ten-minute show. But we did it backstage at a show and it was just like horrible it was just really <laughs> awkward and I just looked like a moron I mean I'm not saying I don't look like a moron most of the time but then I decided like it would be funnier if there was just always a like introduction and then like 10 to 20 seconds to just snappily like put over someone's gimmick yeah yeah um, say like Jimmy just being really moody and hating me which isn't that far from real life <laughs> I don't think um and then like yeah like so now I try to just make it a quick burst of like this is who this person is yeah, yeah. and then like put some humour around cool. it and before I get into like your actual kind of wrestling side of things something else I wanted to talk to you about was obviously you appeared on Ninja Warrior <laughs> briefly yeah, briefly <laughs> but how did that kind of come about was this something you had to apply for or did they approach um, you or? someone said someone said uh, you should go on this show and I looked at it and you could just apply by sending in a video Yeah. and I was way too confident I was like hey like I'm a wrestler so I could definitely do your ninja thing and I really <laughs> thought there would be a cash prize but I found out later that the, the prize get this the reward is honour <laughs> oh really weird yeah the landlord doesn't accept honour <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can imagine that but it was quite fun like um, uh, did the whole thing like got like halfway through the course I think they only showed on TV me falling I'm not sure yeah, okay. um, from what I remember as your intro and then the first kind of stage and then oh really so, yeah, oh yeah. okay that's cool because my biggest fear was there's these like blocks I don't know if you show it on TV yeah, the, where yeah. You just have to side side, and yeah. um, I was so scared that after bigging it up so much I would have just fallen in right there <laughs> <laughs> so once I got that fast I was like alright well this should be fine yeah. and then on that swingy thing I thought I was going to jump but I just didn't and uh, I just didn't jump and then I fell in and my pants fell down when I landed in the water I was like no family audience like so like I'm just flushing around like trying to pull my pants up in time <laughs> um, yeah so, so if I we kind of go a bit more into kind of the wrestling side of things oh yeah so, yeah. so your kind of uh, character so to say from sitting here with you I think is basically you in a nutshell yeah way. yeah um, but the kind of your wrestling side of things is a bit more Obviously, you do kind of some high flying things, but you do a lot of technical things. So, would you say that you're, would you class yourself as a bit more of a hybrid, or is it, are you still kind of figuring out your wrestling um, style, quote unquote? Yeah, I suppose I'm still developing my wrestling style mm. to, to find out where I really am. 
Um, I'm getting a bit bigger and a bit stronger lately, so maybe I'll start to try and do a few more power moves and yeah. things like that. But my theory has always been that uh, if I have moves, I should be able to do them on anyone, which yeah. is why, like, most things, I'm just jumping at people. Like, if I do the sling <laughs> yeah. blade, if I do that, like, crazy uh, mambo dive thing, yeah, yeah. mambo number dive for anyone. Hey. Uh, and like kicking and hitting you can do that to anyone yeah, and yeah. then like the reef break as well can do that to anyone yeah so that which the... looks fucking sick every time <laughs> thank you man <laughs> so for the best part I've just tried to sort of hone some sort of reckless style where I can throw myself at people and yeah. try and get a win out of it but then yeah like you say I do really enjoy like old traditional British technical wrestling yeah and uh, I do like doing high flying stuff but I'm just not that coordinated of a human being <laughs> in the scheme that's why the mind that dives always look so horrendous <laughs> Because um, so, obviously, again, I think just having to look up on your kind of social media presence and yeah. sort of seeing you at shows, like you come across as like the fun-loving kind of character. Sort yeah, of right. Is, is that kind of what you like? Not to say the light relief, but does that kind of go for your personality that you can kind of play the not necessarily the comedic role, but like the the funner side of things uh, rather than being yeah, the serious sure. wrestler? Sort like. Of thing? Um, there's absolutely, I think it's like awesome to watch like serious wrestlers yeah. knock the crap out of each other. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what I quite like is like when you get to have someone like me or Sexsmith who are fun-loving people, yeah, yeah. and then they've been taken to a point where like then they not like strip it back, but like they've they got to go we to that forego sort of yeah, what yeah. we naturally are like, and just it comes to blows. Yeah, it feels yeah. like more of a big deal to me like when I get to a point where I just have to like fight yeah, someone. Yeah. So. Um, like different matches, different needs. Sometimes I'll go for a whole match just being fun loving, and other times yeah. it'll come to blows. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. Like, there's so many people that are serious, tough guy wrestlers that I, there's not really anything I could add to that yeah, that yeah. hasn't already been done or is being done. And I'm not naturally like some tough grizzly. <laughs> like, what did you say about me? Like, if someone <laughs> yeah. says something about me, they've said it. Like, I don't really care. But I do want to win the match. So yeah, I try to course. wrestle as like a competitive wrestler. Who I'm always going for the win. Yeah. But I'm not gonna like You're doing it in your own be way, a dick about thing. it until yeah. someone's a dick to me. Yeah, know? of course. And um, and obviously speaking on the kind of fun loving side, obviously two of the tag teams that you're kind of known for is obviously Sweet Jesus and Sex on the Beach. <laughs> um, obviously you've known both of those guys from from the project. Kind of yeah, things, yeah. But how did those... I know Sex on the Beach was kind of part of a storyline, but then kind of went further on. Yeah. But with Sweet Jesus, how did that kind of pairing come together in the first place? Um, well, I think, like, we were two people that were pretty early on in the project mm. days. And, like, we became friends through training and stuff like that. But then uh, when the Sumerian Death Squad were debuting, yeah, they wanted a tag team to face, and <laughs> Progress asked me and Pasta to do yeah, it. Yeah. And we were like, so oh, wow. Were, were you kind of... We weren't practicing, practicing as a tag okay. team or anything like that, but like when an opportunity like that comes... Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's pretty unlikely that you're going to win against yeah. the STS, but you've got to I was going to say, if you've got to go in the ring with Tommy and Dante, why, why the hell not go with your If you get the thing? chance, yeah, yeah. And then like whilst that was happening, I got a bit of a knack for cheesy puns. So I thought <laughs> yeah. like, hey, Sweet Jesus would be a cool name. And then I guess it kind of stuck a little bit, so like uh, it just sounds fun. And like I think it's quite fun in like a world of mad tag team wrestling yeah, to have kind of a throwback to the 80s yeah, as well yeah. as being like you know obviously we came through a school of strong style and things but to have like big flamboyant characters that are clearly having like a really fun time in yeah. the ring as well as trying to do some sick tag moves to paraphrase <laughs> yeah. my opponents tonight um because on kind of on that because obviously from watching you guys it has always been like kind of the the fun sort of element of the tag division in a way but right. obviously your last match in progress was against 
the London riots, which you obviously won. Yeah. So a lot of people are now in the progress world and now saying, are you kind of pushing the, that boundary bit? Fingers that, crossed. Well, yeah? I mean, like, I don't want to be just just a fun guy on the sidelines. Yeah. Like, uh, I think there's like a misconstrual. Is that the word? Miscon. Miscon. Yeah. Misconception. Well, well, yeah, we go. We'll go yeah, with that. Mis- Sounds like a weird, uh, <laughs> like Miss Universe concept. <laughs> misconception. <laughs> yeah that's a little bit too there's a weird miss universe that um i just want to be there to have fun and stuff but like i'm also there to become like a professional wrestler yeah yeah as a living i want the winner's fee and i want like to be at the top of the game yeah and um i don't know how much i can say in terms of uh things that haven't been announced but um i'm definitely hoping that me and pastor get to uh, have like a run in the tag division rather than just um sort of spectacle of Mm. matches or like Friendlies, yeah, it's like to be in the league, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and obviously, you do a lot of singles wrestling as well, obviously, around the country and in progress as well. And yeah. um, is it because obviously, I think a lot of people may know you for being part of Sweet Jesus because obviously, yeah. progress is a lot more worldwide than other UK companies. Mm. But do you do you have a preference? Do you prefer tagging? Do you prefer singles wrestling? Uh, honestly, like at this point, I've been wrestling in like four, four and a half years. Like yeah. it's all so fun to me. Like yeah, if I'm yeah. in a singles match or a tag match or a triple threat or a quadruple threat. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a better name for that. Than quadru- yes, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> but like whatever chance I get to wrestle, I'm yeah. super happy to be involved. So like obviously like I, I want to move on to being more than just happy to be involved yeah like, yeah of course I'm always trying to get further yeah. and I would probably say that my focus is a singles wrestler like I yeah. would like to one day be the champion of progress and I'd yeah. like to one day be the champion in various companies yeah. but if a tag opportunity came like I have a blast wrestling with pasta I have blast wrestling with sexsmith like yeah. anytime there's a chance to progress as a wrestler in any direction I'll take it yeah singles matches that I wanted to kind of talk about predominantly was obviously uh, your appearance in Brixton Um, and I think having the beach ball in hand is kind of quite a a, (laughs) a prominent point because obviously I I was at that show um, one of my friends actually kind of let me in that you were there sort of thing oh he Um, knew yeah, because he was he was he was selling your merch. So ah, that, I told him not to tell anyone. <laughs> well, he's like one of my best friends from school. Uh, so, uh, um, <laughs> but obviously, the moment when it, kind of all the beach balls started mm-hmm. coming down, your music hit. For for you, what was that kind of feeling like? Because oh, obviously, it was wild man. At that time, was Progress's biggest show. So yeah, yeah. Oh, it was the best. Like um, actually, when I got to the venue, because I got there really early, um, just because it was so close and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Jim Smallman was like, how are you feeling? I was like, you know what, weirdly not nervous in the least. And yeah. he was like, well, if I thought anyone would be cool in this situation. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's like pretty high praise, fucking sweet. And I was feeling good and feeling good and feeling good. But then like Robbo was already in the ring and it's like, oh man, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> so that sucks. But then um, luckily I've got like the introduction where it's like, hey, oh, yeah. man. But, and you can sort of use that as a gauge of how much the crowd care. Because yeah, like yeah. if they sing along with it, then... And then once they're on board, like, it's too exciting to be scared anymore. Like, it's just like, ah, this is the best ever. And, like, all the beach balls and stuff. And, like, like it sounds stupid, but, like, so many people, like, seeming so happy and, like, just having fun. Yeah, Like, yeah. then it stops being 
anything scary. Like, yeah, there yeah, people of that have, like come to watch wrestling, and <laughs> I'm pretty alright at wrestling. Yeah. So, but because obviously that was for for the fans, it was like a, a an added match, a surprise match. Yeah. So, but, but I'm assuming you knew in advance that it was something that was going to be happening, or was it something that was just talked about on like oh, a few days um, in advance? No, man. I mean, Paul Robinson issued an open challenge, and luckily I was in the back of my gear. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the beach balls just in case, and, um, <laughs> and so. Uh, no, it's so, not like I'd been training really intensely for two months because <laughs> I'd heard about it. <laughs> Nothing like that. That's cool. Um, something else that, obviously, I know I've talked about progress a lot, but obviously you're here today with Riptide. Yeah, you've yeah. D- you've done stuff with Fight Club Pro, you've done stuff with Attack, you've done stuff with various companies around the UK. Yeah. Um, but something that you also did quite early on in your career was obviously CCW. <laughs> so, obviously, they're kind of known for their violent sort of side of things, mm. but obviously they do do the traditional kind of matches as well but and really well as yeah, well. yeah. Well, for, for you was it again just something that you had to jump at that chance or did you think that oh god I'm going into this company that has a reputation of violence or, or no, um, well I made some friends um, in like my first year at university uh, okay. in America so then I said when I'm 21 I'll go and visit them and then just before I went to America Drake Younger Drake Wurtz had like uh, just done his last tour of okay. England on the Indies yeah, yeah. Uh, so I messaged actually he added me and was like hey <laughs> which is awesome because he's like the maddest inspiringest person ever but um, he was like uh, oh I said do you have any advice like should yeah, I contact yeah. him because I was out there for like six weeks which in my head I was like well the plane flights are so expensive if I go for six weeks then that's like spreading out it's the cost. but what yeah. you don't realise is if you have 500 quid and you have to make it last six weeks then there's kind of a stretch <laughs> yeah. but um, but yeah it was so I was out there visiting friends in like New Jersey anyway and he was like oh go down to DJ Hyde's like he'll get you on some shows and stuff and uh, everyone there was super duper cool and like I just train a couple of nights a week and they do the dojo wars which yeah. are on Wednesdays I think they're worth checking out. I think they put them on YouTube for free. Yeah, so if yeah. you get a chance, like there's some great people coming through the school and stuff. Mm. And then um, there was a spot available on this show in an ice rink against Alexander yeah. James. I was like, I'm your man. I'm yeah. here with nothing else to do, really. So, um, so yeah, it was really fun. It was like, it wasn't really too daunting. Yeah. Although, tough crowd, it turned out. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that paper. <laughs> yeah. They weren't too psyched about me being there. Well, it's but weird. Actually, I learned a lot from that match. Because so. I even, like, obviously watched the tournament death that's just happened. Yeah. And even, like, someone like Jimmy and even Clint Majera, who are big names here. Mm. And you'd think. And big names worldwide. Yeah, you'd think, you'd think big names within the kind of deathmatch community. Mm. Like,. I don't know, it might just be because the way that the Tournament of Death is sort of set out is outside. Like, their receptions kind of seemed, at the beginning, seemed a little subdued, but obviously when the matches kind of go in, people kind of go into it. But it might just yeah. be the way that American crowds um, are, I don't know. Could be, I don't know. I, I haven't really got enough experience in America <laughs> yeah. to say, but I actually haven't seen the Tournament of Death yet. But no, I, I think I need to brace myself for it. Yeah, I'm super I, psyched for Jimmy, though. That's the thing, like, I thought, right, I've got to watch it, but there was a lot of times when I was like, oh, no, 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 just yeah. To, yeah, I had to kind of either pause it or turn it away. Yeah, yeah. But um, so you, another thing that I want to talk to you about, we've kind of touched upon before, is obviously your personality and the way that you are, you're, you're kind of, I see you as like one of the one of the pure baby spaces in the in the UK at the moment. Thank you. Um, along with kind of Mark Andrews, I think you're kind of a yeah, dying yeah. But do you think, like, do you think that, being like a pure baby face because I think in some companies it works others it doesn't mm-hmm. um, so do you think that that kind of hinders your opportunities in some places or 
do, do you think it just kind of works for, for what you want to do? Um, to be honest, I never actually thought about it hindering me before. Mm. Um, I, uh, I really, probably just because of my brain, <laughs> I just really like when things are simple. If yeah, there's a yeah. guy I can cheer and a guy that I can be uh, angry at, and then be really excited when he gets what's coming to him. Yeah, yeah. Then that's just easier for me. <laughs> and um, yeah, I like say like, because I don't really especially play a character. Like I like I'm a surfer, yeah, super yeah. gnarliest wrestler, everything. But like it's essentially I get to just react as I would in real life yeah. when I'm in the ring. So it's uh, I didn't ever really think about putting in like some sort of thing that made me more than just uh, a good guy or just yeah, a yeah. Me. So I never really thought about that. Maybe I'll think about it. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think it holds me back. Because no. it's like, my wrestling style is versatile enough. And I can rise to fights if I need to, like, yeah. hit someone. Then I can, like, uh, hit and take hits, like, as good as most, more or less anyone in the country. Yeah. I think, like, I was trained by Jimmy, so <laughs> <laughs> I can get hit and I can hit back. Like, um, So I wouldn't have thought that I need to be more than, you know, pure baby yeah. faces. No, enough, no, but, that's um, cool. Yeah, it's definitely worth thinking about. Though. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> um, you talked about versatility. Um, we've got to talk about time traveling, Mambo. Mm -hmm. um, hypothetically, is there any time period that you want to travel back to? The most? Yeah. Um, I've always wondered what the Egyptians were like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had some pretty sweet hair. So. <laughs> I've also thought it would be funny to just go back to like the 70s or like yeah, yeah. 2014. Would you, would, you, would you wrestle in those periods? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'd love if me and Pasta could jump on and go back to the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be nice. Um, uh, what else? There's some other really interesting time periods, for sure. Maybe like the Haitian Revolution. Yeah. A little bit bloody, but... Um, <laughs> It'd be nice to see like a objective account yeah, of, yeah, of some things. Um, when else? Maybe just like dinosaur time. Yeah, I think that's. I think you've got to go because you'd just be so curious. Yeah, like, I should really uh, get my act together. You know, the <laughs> time board. I'm just using it yeah, as a coffee man. table at the moment. <laughs> um, something else I want to talk about. Obviously, entirely up to you if you want to kind of go into it. But outside of wrestling, obviously, yeah. some, something that. I've seen you kind of post a lot and I've read elsewhere that you kind of uh, do sort of like stuff with animal rights and sort of mm. activism sort of things but as well as that what what makes Chuck Mumbo tick like outside of wrestling like what do you enjoy uh, doing? Um, what do I enjoy doing? Well obviously uh, just hanging out surfing and skating yeah. um, like a big thing for me like was I was watching a Tom Morello interview and okay, he was yeah, talking yeah. about how it's important to try and use whatever you do as a person, uh, try and find a way to make it help the world be a better place. Yeah. So like, it's really hard because on the one hand, I don't want to like try and raise awareness for like I work with help for refugees. Yeah. And I want to raise as much awareness for them as I can, but then I don't want it to look. Yeah, man. I don't want it to look like um, I'm just trying to like use that charity to be like, oh, look what a good guy I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that kind of like it's a kind of a hard line to walk because. In the scheme of things, I really don't do enough uh, <laughs> at all. But then you do want to at least use what you can do to make things Yeah, better. yeah, of course, yeah. So uh, that's a big thing. Like, I'm also getting way into just, like, walking through trees lately. <laughs> which I, I don't know why. Maybe I've been I, in London too long. I'm like that at the moment. Like, yeah. Especially this summer. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to... Yeah, put the phone down, just yeah. go and walk with a bottle of water or yeah, something. Yeah. Or a beer, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, after the last Freedom's Road, it was, like, the best week ever. I had, like... A couple of bookings that weekend, I think, and then Freedom's Road, and then jumped into a plane, and I got to surf on a reef in like uh, some island, I'm not sure. And uh, but like, if you have two beers and then snorkel naked, 
Oh, that's how I want to die, man. I got caught up in this tide going out as well. I was following these fish, and normally they were like, go away. You know? But like, they just kind of were floating away. I was like, this is weird. Wait a second, I'm floating away. And then like my feet came down, so I was like vertical. It was like being stood up, but underwater, just floating. I was like, dude, I think I might die naked in a snorkel. Which is like that's even good, worse than naked in a t-shirt. That's not a bad way to go, though. No, nah, I was all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the worst bit was like it was empty when I came out, but then like some people were on the beach when I came back into land, oh. and there was like fifty meters of knee-deep water. Yeah, yeah. So you can't swim to get to the shore. You have to just stand up in the nude, <laughs> trying to cover it with a snorkel, which <laughs> magnifies things. <laughs> Pretty lucky, really. <laughs> um. And what, just it wasn't to... much of an answer, sorry. And no, you no, were no, talking no. about nature, and I just talked to you. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I did kind of want to touch on it because I think people have kind of asked you the question a lot before, but obviously about you saying that obviously Mick Foley's kind of what got you into wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Steve Blackman's the guy that would be your dream match. Yeah, I love Steve. Blackman. But um, kind of quick fire questions to kind of round things off. Nice. So, a wrestler currently in the WWE that you'd like to face a current UK wrestler that you haven't faced that you'd like to face and an up-and-coming UK wrestler that you'd recommend people checking out okay current WWE wrestler the first thing that came into my head was Sami Zayn um, I could see that yeah uh, but actually maybe Shinsuke uh, oh that would be an interesting that would match. hurt like hell <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah uh, or obviously like who wouldn't want to wrestle the Hardys like um, yeah yeah around. Uh, that's oh sweet Jesus against the Hardys that would be good yeah yeah. We've got one crazy guy that thinks he's God. <laughs> he doesn't think he's God. He's just a pastor. He says that. <laughs> um, and then one flamboyant weirdo. <laughs> um, uh, person I'd like to wrestle in the UK would either be Eddie Dennis or Rampage Brian. I've been wanting a match Ooh. with both of those guys for forever. You, Eddie Dennis, I can see. Rampage... I think no, I just like no, the challenge. No, no offense, but <laughs> I just always thought it'd be yeah. cool if I just came out like, "Hey, Rampage, what you got?" <laughs> just because he's like so intimidating and huge. <laughs> I would love that. I would love it, love it, love it. But I mean, there's a host of other people that I'd love. Yeah, to yeah. Have. James Davis from the Riots as well. Yeah. I really think we would have a a bond burner. Um, and then someone to keep an eye on. I don't know if he still counts as like up and coming, but oh no, he definitely still counts as up and coming. Um, Spike Trevay, yeah. who's like his. Um, vignettes and stuff have been all the over social media boy. and yeah but he's so good yeah uh, he's so worth looking at and I heard I don't know how true it is but I heard something about like someone on Twitter being like well I'm giving back my progress tickets if they're going to support this elitist value no <laughs> something like that yeah oh, so if you can Some literally people. make someone give tickets back then you must be doing a pretty good job <laughs> <laughs> perfect um, Chuck where can people find you on the internet oh uh, there's a Twitter there's face, uh, Twitter dot com slash chuck mambo uh facebook.com slash chuck mambo instagram.com slash chuck underscore mambo i don't know why that happened but that's how it happened and i've also got a big cartel called merch man no no what's it called mambo merch.bigcartel.com perfect with some sweet clothes and all the merch now all the new merch is 100 percent uh, ethically sourced, like oh, sick. Uh, 90% lower carbon emission and sweatshop free, which is cool. Nice. I thought it was before, but it turns out there's some pretty <laughs> shady pretend versions of fair trade. Uh, but this is genuinely sweat, like regulated yeah, by the people yeah. that sell it. So. Oh, sick. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. Chuck, thank you very much. Thanks very much, Perfect. brother. Cheers. Cheers Thanks. Cool. Thank you very much, man.
So there we have it folks, massive thanks again to Chuck for taking the time out before the Riptide Wrestling Show to have a little chat with me. Um, I know I said this last time uh, on last week's episode, but the debut show for Riptide was absolute killer. Um, the main event of Will Ospreay and uh, Shane Strickland was just blew the roof of the place. Um, unfortunately, uh, Chuck and his team were unable to get the win as uh, CCK prevailed with their sick tag moves. But hey, that is the world of wrestling. I'm sure Chuck will have plenty more opportunities at uh, other times. Um, I know I gave Chuck the opportunity to kind of say where he's at on the internet and stuff at the end, but I just wanted to make sure that everyone got the, the link to his merch store because being an independent wrestler, that's kind of how they, they make their living and stuff. So it's... Um, Mambo Merch, which is all one word, dot bigcartel.com. Um, as I also said at the top of the show, hopefully we'll start getting a few more wrestlers onto the show. Um, I've put out some feelers, so just need to kind of wait and see if anything comes back. Um, I was kind of hoping to go up to uh, the Progress Show for their uh, Chapter 50, but unfortunately I was working, so that didn't pan out. As far as I'm aware, the next wrestling show I'm actually going to live is the Attack Show in Bristol. So I'm going to try and maybe get someone there if I can. We'll wait and see what happens. Um, uh, on another note, I've actually kind of put in for a, quite a few cool opportunities for this show. So hopefully that will start coming about in the near future. So when that comes about, I'll obviously tell you a bit more. Because at the moment, I've once again just kind of put feeders out. Um as always, you can keep up to date with what's going on with, with this podcast uh, over on Twitter, which is at just underscore and underscore insight. Uh, you can use the hashtag JAIPod, uh, or you can email us at just underscore and underscore insight at hotmail.co.uk. Um, something I also keep forgetting to say during each episode because I'm such a scatterbrain uh, is if you're vis- listening via iTunes, um, can you please rate, subscribe and review the show um, as it really helps open us up to more people. Um, I'm also in the process of putting each episode onto YouTube, but it's just taking me a lot longer than I expected. So, so far there's only the first two episodes up. Um, but when I get a little bit more time, I'll hopefully get a few done in a day and in no time we'll be up to date and we'll have all of the episodes on YouTube as well. Um, next week's episode uh, is one I recorded quite a while ago with my good friends in Noyo Mathers. Um, so that will be next week's show um, but for now ladies and gentlemen thank you again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast and I will see you soon mm-hmm.